Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening, everyone. And with us on the line is our Florida connection and former New Englander, Phil Jakes. How's it going down there? Not too bad. What's going on? It never gets old. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> we can't not play the song. It's just. I'm waiting s- for the day he plays something like "Pour Some Sugar on Me" just to be a smartass. Well, we played the cover song that one time, and that was our like worst episode ever because we had lost like all of our equipment. So. <laughs> You should find a vi- a version of some like half ass cover band playing it. Oh my and god! Use that. You used to do because that's about the quality I deserve. Brent used Bl- Brent used to play Blink One Eight Two all the time at the house as a teenager. It drove me nuts. Hey, you gotta you learn should, how to play guitar somehow. You should probably play it. It was easy to play. I want him that's to why cover I played it. it. Do it. Oh man, should I? Yeah, I got all this recording equipment. All this recording equipment, whatever I'm trying to say. Here. I'll I'll do the singing part. I'll be like, "Where are you?" And I'm so sorry. <laughs> Welcome to our YouTube audience who can't hear any of the copyrighted music. We uh, you can hear that one because karaoke incredibly because I'm poorly. Deaf, yeah. They won't carry. They won't listen. They'll be able to hear that part. Thank you for joining us over at YouTube.com/slash/SidsView. And uh, make sure you click and subscribe for all sorts of different local racing content around the Southern New England area. All right, so we start off our episodes with personal updates. I'm just going to let Phil have this one because Phil ran a race. Everybody else here is the same. Brian and I are the same. It's like whatever. Nobody wants to, nobody wants no to know cares. about me doing a brake job and oil change on my race car unless you watch my YouTube channel, in which case I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I don't even watch it. Um, <laughs> it's bad. Uh, <laughs> but Phil has Not actual racing news. I do slip tech tapes in there just once in a while for like new people did you getting lubricate involved. In the, did you lubricate the slide pins? Hell no, that's extra well, then weight. You, that is <laughs> the wrong way to do it. Don't watch. Uh, anyway, did, you gr- did you grease the sliding lead in the left side rail? Mm, yes, because I need that. Okay. There the you slide go. pins. The slide pins. You replace them so often, it's not worth it to me. Besides, they're so slack. There's no rubber bush. And forget it. Let's move on to Phil's thing. Phil has actual news. Let's go to Phil. He's yeah, more let's important. Just go to Phil anyway. Phil, please take it away, sir. Yeah. So Friday night we went down to Citrus County Speedway uh, on Speed Fifty One to practice. Uh, that was, no, that was Friday. Wasn't. That let, was practice night. Let the man finish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um. But yeah, we we unloaded and I got three laps on the track and pulled it in. Uh, it was still popping and banging and just making all kinds of racket wouldn't run really weren't sure what happened what was going on still we'd rebuilt the carburetor done a whole bunch of work uh over the past two weeks since we went to the track last and was we were pretty confident it was going to run and it it just didn't um and pulled it into the pits started playing with it and eventually we found out that it ended up being a distributor issue uh the pickup coil had failed can I mention that those types of days are the freaking worst? Oh, yeah. Where you have a debilitating problem with the race car, and it could be any number of a dozen things, and you're like, I don't even know where to start. It's oh, yeah. We, we changed everything in the fuel system. We even swapped out carburetors just to eliminate that. Um, took the SRI valve out of the car, 
change the fuel filter, fuel pressure regulator, everything. Um, and it just wasn't getting better. Um, we reset the valves again at the track, just thinking we found a couple that were a little tight. Um, but just trying to eliminate everything we could. And finally, uh, finding a distributor to put in the car was the harder part. But thankfully, there's a guy, uh, Jason Bartram, drives a 73 Sportsman. Um, his car is down for some work right now. So he went ahead and uh, he went back to his house and got us a distributor. And uh, it was a brand new one. And he just gave it to us, uh, which is absolutely awesome. Great people down here. Uh, and that instantly fixed the problem. Uh, so I got out for one last practice session on Friday night, got about 15 laps. Um, and the car felt okay, but it was running on 250 lap tires. And anybody that knows that tire, it's, it's done after about 200. So what is it? F70? Yeah. Who's your F70? Um, then Saturday we, we rolled into the track actually feeling a lot better knowing that the car was going to run. And I went out first round of practice, went a 59, which was my fastest lap at that point, went out the second practice, went a 56, picked up a little bit more, uh, went out and qualifying and every single, we get five laps time trials and uh, kind of group qualifying type deal. And every lap I got faster and faster and ended up qualifying. I think it was a 392 or something like that. Uh, which put me 14th and the pole sitter got DQ'd. So for being a little light, so I missed the invert by one spot, uh, that would have put me sitting on the pole. They pulled a 12 pill. Um, but the race was eventful to say the least. It's an asteroid field and we cannot risk asteroids do not concern me at all. <laughs> Yeah, you ran a, it says you ran a 395 or something. I don't know, but you were pretty close. Yeah, anyway. yeah the, the car was good. I was just, I had to figure out how to back up my entry and understand how to drive a track like this. I've never driven a quarter mile or third mile before. So, you know, what's it funny was, is that place kind of reminded me of like a riverside with less banking. It's, it's got a lot of banking, actually. You can't really see it from the pictures or the videos, but it's got a lot more than you would think it does. It's, Definitely not as much as Riverside, but Riverside had a ton. So, yeah, this place probably I would say twelve to thirteen degrees in the corners, which yeah, not terrible for a track like that. Uh, considering most of them down here are flat except New Smyrna, hmm. but we started the race. Uh, my goal was to just take it easy-ish for the first twenty laps, um, and once I started getting rolling, getting comfortable. Uh, the car was really, really good. It was hooked up. It was driving off the corner really well. And I was battling with a white number 20, 21 of Leroy Moore Jr., I believe his name is. Um, very Southern. and Very, very yeah, accurate to the demographic down there. I just had my nose Leroy. just to the inside of him, and it really wasn't far enough to commit. And he came down, and I spun him out. So that was that was my bad on that one. Uh, we kept going on Don't in the race a little bit. Don't the force. <laughs> Break it no, out I just flat out dumped him. It was mm. that was my bad for sure, and I should have tapped on that one. But I, I swore I was up a little further. But can't you don't have instant replay when you're sitting in the driver's seat? So um, most impressive. 
<laughs> he enjoys the fact that you're out there spinning people out, apparently. Yeah, clearly. Causing well, chaos. I, mean, that's, that, I guess that's what I'm known for, is wrecking people, if you ask a lot of people. So whatever. Uh, I know anyway. all about it. <laughs> hey, I never wrecked you. <laughs> you know, you wrecked somebody in front of me, and I couldn't avoid it, and got destroyed. So, Monster truck. No, I, I, it was when you put poor uh, <laughs> Megan Fuller in the turn four wall. And uh, I got destroyed by somebody, and it bent my re- uh, my rear end housing in half, and like knocked all the fluid out of my brake reservoir. I hit so hard. Yeah, I still hate that one. That was uh, that was just a tough deal. She uh, she got just destroyed by you. You had no right doing that. <laughs> she was doing just geez. fine without you uh, you bullying her. I'm such a bad person, just wrecking <laughs> all the girls and leaving everybody else alone. <laughs> Freaking Darth know. Vader over here wants to recruit you. So <laughs> vascular. No, we we got a little for a couple more laps into the race, and the big one happened in front of us. And I was luckily I was paying attention, looking far enough ahead. I had time to spin the car out and avoid piling into everybody else. It took out five or six really really good cars. Yeah, it um, knocked so the nose. Definitely... It knocked the nose like clean off Jason Vale's car. He looked like a modified yeah. when he came back. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he was he was still really fast. He got lucky; it didn't really hurt the suspension too too bad. Yeah, it was pretty much all cosmetic. Like all of it was cosmetic, which was kind but, of funny. I thought he popped the radiator, but I guess it was the guy behind him. Yeah, the whoever drove under him uh, blew the radiator. I think it was the twenty three of Devin McLeod. Um, but got through that. Luckily, cleared that out and got going again. Um, there was a few more random cautions then. Towards the end of the race, I think it was with four to go, I was battling with uh, Brighton Horner in the 21 car, the black number 21, because um, we're allowed multiple numbers down here. Apparently. Because so that's not confusing really, at all. Yeah, you can get really confused if you don't know who's who. Um, but uh, he just, I don't know what happened. It was We were coming to three to go, and he literally stopped right at the, like, Almost three quarters of the way through the corner. And I was off the brake, rolling, and I felt like we it was time to pick up the throttle like we normally had been. And just all of a sudden, he was in my lap. Turned him around, luckily got away from that one clean. I know what that's like. But that sent me to the rear, and they burnt off. I don't know how they burnt off an extra lap, but it ended up being two to go when we restarted. Oh, no, it was because the leader jumped the restart. They yeah. completed a lap, and they called the, the restart back for the jump. No, don't get me started um, on that one. He jumped. It doesn't matter. It's still a stupid rule, <laughs> and I can believe that it's a stupid rule. It is a stupid rule. I agree. I don't like the, the start line rule, but we can discuss that later. Okay, go ahead. Um, but anyway, the, the Brighton Horner just stopped, and he was in my lap. I dumped him. Didn't mean to, but... There was nothing I could really do there. I don't think any different. Uh, you're you're past where you should be on the brakes, and really you should be back on the throttle at that point. So I was just racing. Uh, but I went over and I talked to him, and it, no big deal. you know. He had a rough night. He got bounced around a bit, so he's just glad that he could drive it in the trailer at the end of the night, as was I. But uh, at, on that final restart, I restarted 11th, I think. 11th or 10th. Uh, I was I was the last car on the track essentially, uh, because everybody else had gone in the pits, because uh, they sent me to the rear for that. And 
I think it was coming off of four to the white flag. Bunch of guys got crossed up in front of me, and I threw it three wide on the bottom and stuck it and went past Brooks Store and that Leroy Moore Jr. in the white 21 and ended up passing one more down the back straight and ended up coming home seventh. So, I mean, just surviving is really important in these races at these tracks because these cars, you're so on edge all the time. You got to drive them really, really hard to be fast. So it's an aggressive style of racing. And I had to change my mindset tonight, uh, last night to, to be more aggressive uh, than I normally am because I'm normally a pretty laid back driver. I don't like to stick my nose where it doesn't belong a lot, but it, it got me in trouble tonight, but it also helped me out too. So. Only your hatred can destroy me. <laughs> so Star Wars love is real tonight. No, he's he's got Darth Vader. It goes with the theme of yeah, this. This is really good because your car looks like Darth Vader. So, so we've decided that that's the road that we want to go down. Batman, Darth Vader, whatever. It's black and shiny. Close enough to both. <laughs> well, it, so it might have white sides pretty soon if uh, something I'm working on works out. So don't um, fail me again. So for background, this was the Wheelman Sportsman Series race at Citrus County Speedway last night. It was aired on. It's Speed 51. It was a free race. It wasn't one of them pay-per-view ones after you've already paid money to be a subscriber. Um, Michael Cherry was the beneficiary of the invert. I don't remember what the invert was. Was it like 11 or something like that? I can't remember. 12. 12? Okay, so he... He got inverted to the lead. He led every lap until the last green-white checker restart where... Wheelman official said he jumped the start and was put to the back. Now, it is a rule in the Wheelman Sportsman Series that if you jump the restart, you go to the back. Zero tolerance. I, however, do not like the rule because, I mean, people are human beings. You know, you're going to basically throw their entire race away and everything that they've worked for because they went five feet before the line. you got to give them a little extra leeway. you got to give them almost like an, a, a bout. Basically, yeah. what you're doing is... I am altering the deal. Pray I don't <laughs> alter it any further. Basically, you've got these people spending tens of thousands of dollars to run your series, and you throw their race away because they played a little gamesmanship, basically. And so basically, you're wasting their money. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, I know if it's, it's a rule. I know it's, it's one yeah, thing. I know it's consistent. I know it's a rule, yeah. but it's a stupid rule, and I can believe that it's a stupid rule. And I don't care what as anybody. As long thinks. as it's consistent, I don't have a problem with it. But if it's well, he, here's the one thing I will say: the the series has let it go a few times when they were not clear jumps, but a little early, like five or six feet. I watched the replay a number of times, and when you hear him just get back to the throttle. That's about a twenty foot distance from the line. Yeah, and these cars are like that's 20 a feet little long, too so. far. <laughs> yeah. I know, but you you see the line past your hood line at that point. You know where the line is. So yeah. he clearly went early and it's it's a shitty rule because I would rather us like we do up north, start in a box, leader fires. If you don't fire by the last line or the second line, green flags out, it's all bets off. But yeah. It's just the way they've done it down here for a while, and there's there's talks that it may change. New Smyrna has a start box. Um, well, and I that know track. One other track that does. Oh, Citrus County has a start box, and what's funny is that if you watch the broadcast, the announcers were like, "Oh, I don't. All the calls are made by uh, wheelman officials. Don't blame us." Basically, was there was what yeah. they because the fans were 
booing. They hated it. And it's like, well, if the fans hate it, maybe you should get rid of it because you're not pleasing people by doing it. It's it's, it's gotten a few people in the past couple of years and cost them wins that it really shouldn't have. It's I mean, John Chance, who is the uh, one of the tech officials, and he was the one that made the call. Ultimately, he was the one he was literally standing on the light mound right next to the start zone. So anybody that questions how he can judge it. He's standing right there. Oh, I'm He's not. I'm not questioning. Never let the fans so. call the race. The fans are no, darfs. There are a lot of people that are questioning it, saying that the officials screwed up. Like, oh, I know. They called right it by their rule. I did not. I did not say that they called it wrong. I just think it's a right. stupid rule. That's all. No, I just, it's. Yeah. I don't like the rule either, and I agree with you. Yeah, but Jake. Per- so that put Michael Cherry to the back, and yeah. he was unhappy and i i agree with him fully as a racer uh but jake perkins picked up the pieces and uh got the win uh cherry then went out to have probably the meltdown of the century and i loved every was single it like george second of pine tar home run it was even better because he came out of turn four and blew a couple donuts and parked it in victory lane got out of his car like he'd won fist pumping and then uh does the whole psh to the audit he goes like this with the two hands to the tower, gets back in his car, and the officials from the track had actually put the feature win placards next to his car, and somebody put the trophy on his car. <laughs> and then one of the wheelman officials comes running out and grabs it off. He's like, what are you doing? And he goes and does another donut and takes off and goes back in the pits. <laughs> so let me ask you a question because I haven't seen the replay of the race. They didn't restart him in front, did he? No, he went to the back. All right, so I don't understand why the officials would do that. The track officials. That's a little, they weren't paying attention to the race, apparently. No, they were not. But no, they saw him interns. in the lead, and then they weren't looking at the end. They, they're interns. They're like, oh, car in, car in victory lane. Let's put it on there. But they, it's They react a little slow down there, in case you haven't figured it's, it out. And the track cleanup was pretty abhorrent, but uh, it, like usual in Florida. You got I will six, tell you, that red flag sucked. You got like five or six wrecked race cars in turn four, and everybody, there's six guys, eight guys standing around. There is not a bucket of speedy drive being put down. There isn't a tow truck in sight. They're all just scratching their ass going, wow, that's a mess, huh? It's like, Jesus Christ, get a tow truck. Get something. Roll whoever rolls and push them the hell out of there with an ATV. I don't care. Do something. Anything. We are definitely not as blessed down here as you guys are up there. Anything is better than nothing. We'll talk about safety crews later when we get to Stafford, but... We want to finish up Phil's uh, first. Ex- well, it's not. It's a, your first experience with the Wheelman Tour, or is it? Uh... Yeah, that was my first start with the series. It's okay, a forceful race. Okay. And to be fair, um, I just be a day long remembered. <laughs> it has seen the end of Kenobi. It will soon see the end of the rebellion. I think you went a little off base there, but uh, no, no. I, I mean, I, personally, as a driver, I've never had a problem with restarts. Like I've, I've always restarted on the line or in the box. I've never yeah. had a problem with jumping a restart, but I still hate the rule, and I still want to call that rule stupid. And I'm I am allowed to, and I'm going to stick by what I say, and that's it. So, why don't we move on to our other personal updates? Like I said, um, we don't have any. I know we don't really have any. I I finally bit the bullet and spent way too much money fixing the brakes in my car. Ten minutes but it ago, was... I popped this beer open. Boom. Hey, there that's you go. Five cents towards the race car. And, um, and $2 down the drain. I do apologize to anybody listening or watching if I pass out or fall asleep. I took a Benadryl 
uh, before the show because I'm apparently allergic to a clean house. So uh, if I, like, lose my train of thought or fall asleep or something, that's the problem here. I'm not on heroin or anything, I swear. Um, So... My only other update is I just did a bunch of maintenance to the car and uh, got it a little bit more ready because I'm going to be on vacation and I can't work on it. So, actually, I'm technically on vacation now. So, all right. So, why don't we move into... I got a few little things we'll Mommy, jump into before... what's vacation? I don't know. Well, you knew earlier this year when you were on um, Uncle <laughs> Sam's your dad dying. leaves and he never, never comes back. <laughs> So wait, you're going to be on vacation and you're going to miss dirt tracking the street stocks at Charlotte on Tuesday night? Yeah, I know. You guys always <laughs> put the fun races out when I can't race. Uh, oh, yeah, let's go race at move. Talladega gonna... and have the get dark with 13 freaking laps to go. And they don't have lights there. <laughs> that was Whoops. great. <laughs> I'm going to move my oh, let's butt go. for that one. I'm, let's I'm, go I'm race. The, the I don't care. I'm going to throw boxes in the river. I don't care. Let's go race Miatas at Michigan and have it go dark, and we have to use headlights, and nobody can see. Uh, anyway. Um, cool. So, <laughs> anyway, there were. Uh, I wanted to talk about this real quick. It says there's rumors of NASCAR races being behind a paywall in uh, 2024 or 2025 due to uh, network reductions and contracts and all this other nonsense. And I got an article here from... Uh, I don't know who the hell wrote it, but it's from RacingNews.co because I couldn't I couldn't log into the Forbes article because they knew that I have uh, ad blocker and they're like, no, you can't read our articles. We need ad revenue. It's like, um, okay, fine, I just won't. You go know to what I do with that? I go to I copy the hyper I copy the whole URL. I go to archive.is. I have them convert it over and archive it, and then I click the link in it, and it saves the web page, and then you can just read it anyway. It goes around the ad blocker. Oh, goes around the ad wall. I don't care if these That's people. That's a lot money. of work when you can just shut off your ad blocker for a second. No, I'm not giving no. these people my money or Steve any Forbes money. has got enough money. Or money. Yeah, he can suck it. Um, okay, so him and his flat taxes retarded. <clears throat> uh, starting, they said in starting in 2022, there's some changes coming in NBC. They said the NBC Sports Network is closing. If nobody really paid attention to that, programs will be carried by NBC USA and the Peacock app. How bad does it have to be when the sports program portion? Of your network television has to close. I don't know. How Fox, bad is that? Fox Sports, Sports is not has always down. been the most popular <laughs> division within within. News has always been the worst. I don't know. How is it the sports division? How? I think I've touched on it people plenty of times. People aren't running. What aren't you know watching enough uh, reruns of Thirty Rock? So you got to go put that on Peacock. No, I think I've touched on it here plenty of times. It's because people keep moving political like ideations and propagandas and and all these other things like getting woke into sports and people are sick of it because they see it everywhere and they don't want to watch it they want sports to be an escape from reality like it used to be and not have everything translate into some kind of uh stupid protest or something they just want to see competition and that's it i just don't understand how they they just don't watch anymore i just don't understand how they move that get from there to nascar being into a paywall well, I'm working my way towards it, I guess. I don't know where this article kind of goes, I but they go into a whole bunch of stuff. It's like for 2022, IndyCar is going to have 13 races shown via the free version of the Peacock app. Um, don't care. Uh, they're talking about NASCAR 2025. They're like, NASCAR has a contract with Fox and NBC through 2024, but in 2025, things could change. 
Uh, let's see. As for NBC, they paid four and a half billion for essentially half the TV rights to a ten-year deal. All these other things, I don't know. But they're like they're thinking that NASCAR racers could move over to like the Peacock app or streaming network, whatever that thing is. Whatever you see Lost Speedways on, that's what it is. Uh, and you'd pay like four ninety nine a month for Peacock, and you'd have to you'd essentially have to pay for this streaming service or app in order to get those races. And I'm like. Um, people are really cheap. Like, they won't even spend five bucks a month to do that. Oh, I can't spend that. They're not going to do it. You know, that's why I don't think it's going to work. I think they're looking at, like, Dirt Vision and Flow Sports, and they're seeing how well that stuff is taken off. Yeah. And they're thinking to themselves, well, maybe we can make NASCAR into almost a niche market, which is the dumbest thing you ever can do. With the NASCAR is run by Fortune 500 companies that bridge coast to coast it can't be in a niche market that's hidden behind a little that's bit that's actually cable. that's an incredibly good point because how did nascar reach its highest peaks in the 80s 90s 2000s it was on network television for its biggest races look at, at cbs had the daytona 500 forever so dumb. it could be yeah. reached by people with just a coat hanger on their television you know what I mean? Anybody with like any any sort of signal could watch a race. Now you're telling people that they you're, you're essentially pigeonholing people down a paywall and a streaming service to watch some races. That's stupid. They already pay X amount a month, whether it be cable television or internet TV or uh, uh, satellite television, whatever it is. They already pay a base amount a month, and it's already you know going to be somewhere around a hundred dollars a month so now you want to make them squeeze another 4.99 out of them every every single month to go to this stupid peacock thing they could have shown for free on on nbc and you're still going to be bombarding with advertisements and stupid tv commercials and it's just it's useless like you, you're, you're going to push everything back to a wall and nascar is going to be like I don't know. It's almost going to turn it hipster, which is no, even you're, worse. No, you're just going to watch viewership decline because, I mean, yeah, back in the day when people didn't have cable, they could still watch TV. And then, you know, they have cable and they pay for it and you could still watch it on cable TV. Now you're essentially asking them to choose between, like, they can't even really watch it anymore on network television, barely on any network channels. And then they have to pay for cable, and then they're going to have to pay for a streaming service. And then what if Fox has a streaming service, and they're going to have to pay for that too? And it's like you're asking people to pay four different bills to watch. Well, it's not just four <laughs> different freaking bills. race because there's going to be <laughs> NBC has their Peacock thing, CBS has all access with forty nine four dollars and ninety nine cents one. ABC's got something with Disney and whatever. Disney's on Hulu. For another four nine, so you're gonna have four nine nine here, four nine nine there, four nine nine there. Discovery Plus, four nine nine there, four nine nine there. You're gonna ask people to only pick one portion of the market is silly. You're you, basically you're they're part, part, partially creating a market where their TV bill goes from ninety nine dollars to like one hundred fifty dollars a month, and that's ridiculous for the same thing you could be using. And they have to keep track of all the different streaming services that they have, or else they can't figure out what they're paying for and what they aren't, and all these other nonsensical things. And it's basically turning television into a la carte, and everybody has to essentially pay attention to their own things instead of just having it on one bill or just getting it over a, a feed on their television. Don't think I won't be able to find that stuff for free. By the way, oh, you can find anything for free. I will on find the it for free. I find every movie out there for free. It's called 
put lockers, okay? Mm-hmm. Put locker. Make sure you have a good antivirus software and some ad blockers. <laughs> you can watch any TV show or oh, any movie for free, okay? And the same thing can be said for sports, too. I can watch any football game, any hockey game, uh, any basketball game in a country. doesn't matter. Auto racing is the same thing. I can watch anything for free. You just got to be able to find it. We've kind of been um, monopolizing the conversation. So, Phil, what's your two cents? Because I know you've had something to say. I'm a little hot because TV is my forte. Mm, That's true. We actually talked about this at the track this weekend, just in some of our downtime, just throwing around dumb ideas. And one of the ideas that was brought up by a couple of us, just kind of throwing shit at a wall, is why doesn't NASCAR do a combination? Do some races on network TV like the Daytona 500, the Coke 600, the championship race, the cutoff race, stuff like that, like crown jewel events, big races, important races, and then hook up with a Speed 51 or a Flow TV and integrate NASCAR back into the roots of the sport in a way. It's a crazy idea, but it might get people looking back at what NASCAR is doing again that otherwise have just written it off. I don't know. This you is know. this th- going this direction is just going to push more people away like they've been doing constantly. I mean, I don't I it's not really I making it I don't mind the a la carte thing though. I don't think it's making it more accessible though because you've still got people who don't have great internet who probably can't watch as much as they want or people who just flat out don't even know how to do it. Yeah. You no, know? I I get that aspect of it. For me as a as a fan of all racing, NASCAR F1, whatever doesn't matter. I honestly wouldn't mind it being on a streaming app of some sort because I'd rather pay $50 in streaming apps than $120 a month in cable. If NASCAR is going to go behind a paywall, okay, why are they dealing with the mailman? Why are they dealing with an NBC or Fox Sports? Why 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 not just make it like the NFL Network or the MLB Network or the NBA Network and make it the NASCAR Network? And therefore, you take control right of your website. own destiny. You, you yeah. make understand their own what I'm streaming, saying? Make their own streaming service. Make their own streaming service. Sell your own advertising. If the, if the bids aren't... I know that the, that network television bids to broadcast a series is a enormous chunk of money. But if they're going down and they're going down and they're going down and they're going to potentially hurt your own bottom, bottom line, you're going to have to cut that middleman out. Well, they might have crunched those numbers already to figure out the overhead and, and startup costs for it, and they're probably like, well, we like getting billions of dollars from two different ma- major networks instead of just like doing it ourselves. So they probably just get more money by doing that. Who knows? Yeah, but if no one's going to watch, then what good is it going to do? No clue. Anyway, why don't we just move it on from there? I can go to Stafford because that is also behind a paywall, but you could also go to the track. It's one that I don't mind paying for. Right, because it's actually (laughs) really good. And local tracks behind a paywall are just fine. I can watch anything I want from there. That's (laughs) great. They can control their own destiny. Yeah, we can choose choose to go there, or we can watch it on our computer. No big deal. And Flow TV now has what is it the Flow Zone they call it or something, and you can watch multiple races at once on there. So yeah, they're working on it. I also noticed one thing. It's getting there. I noticed one big thing because there was a race a couple weeks ago where I complained very openly on Twitter to Stafford and 
um, Flow Racing because they both follow me on Twitter. Uh, I said, hey, because they were having commercials on the Flow Racing broadcast, like right when a caution flew, they threw it to commercial and we missed the replays. We could not watch the replays. And it's like, what's the point of us even having this subscription if we can't watch the replays? That's one of the major benefits of us having this is that we can see replays and we can see all these other things. And so I was, you know, I usually don't complain publicly, but I did there because I figured it was worth it. If I'm paying money for something and I'm not getting what I want or what I was promised out of it, that's a problem. And it was so much so that Stafford actually reached out to me via DM and was like asking me about the commercials, when they aired, uh, the overall viewing experience, et cetera, et cetera. Again, I didn't keep it. I didn't, what wasn't vulgar or anything. It was just, you know, an, an open complaint and a suggestion for, hey, maybe we could let the commercials come after the replays and what's really funny is uh after that uh i haven't seen them dropping commercials on our replays anymore which i'm quite which i'm quite pleased about actually so it's like okay great the viewing experience was like knocked down but you brought it right back up immediately and it's been great ever since so i appreciate that if they've had any talks or whatever or if it's purely coincidental and i have absolutely no pull at all whatever maybe a whole bunch of people complained i have no idea but they did fix it. So it was nice to watch racing and not... Ha- I mean, commercials are fine. If there's a long cleanup, go throw your commercials on there. I'm not missing nothing. I don't care. But right. don't throw them on there right when the replays come. I want to see what happened. And Stafford's good about that. They have yeah, camera annoying. angles. Yeah. That's really annoying. So, all right. So, anyway, Stafford results. I actually took really detailed notes this week instead of trying to pull things out of my ass. Um, I watched the race... A day after they happened, but at least I did watch them. I had some stuff to do Friday night. I missed them. But uh, late limited late models. Uh, by the way, I, I bring up the limited late models first because I think they ran first. But I need to remind our listening and viewing audience that the Enlero Photo uh, sponsorship raffle, the calendar raffle, is ongoing. And uh, if you... If anybody out there doesn't know of any drivers to put in that at raffle, by the way, all of us are available. My name is Brent Gleason. I'll be glad to uh, take your vote. And uh, I mainly want to do it because I would love to eat humble pie and have to convert. I've made a bet with everybody that if I won this raffle, I would go and convert my car to a limited late model, which is what I was just about to talk about, and go race the division that I have openly criticized the most in my entire life so again get me that sponsorship and i will make the most of it and it will be hilarious so yeah throw my name in there brent gleason by the way Uh, and if you want to put jesse or phil down there feel free to don't matter they could use the money too they would love to race please (laughs) anyway we're up to limited late models uh we had two first time winners this weekend uh one was a first, I think it might have been a first career win, and then first time win in this different division. Anyway, limited late models. Devin Jensik picked up his first career win in there. I don't remember if he's won anything else. He's a young kid. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't, but I think it's his first Stafford win. Um, there was a big crash off of turn two with Jay Clement and Rich Hammond. If anybody watched that, that was one of the worst wrecks I've seen there in a long time. Uh, Did you Cle- see the pictures on uh, Facebook of uh, Rich Hammond's front clip? I saw Jay Clement's front clip, which was way worse. Uh, 
Yeah, the f- two front horns. I think he had an actual G chassis car, not a tube like a ham chassis car. He had an actual yeah. G chassis car. Both of the horns were hooked around backwards, like oh. peeled like a like mushroom banana. Like a banana. Yeah, peeled like a banana on both sides, just whoop around like touching the it's front. It's kind of like Elmer Fudd's gun when Bugs Bunny puts his fingers in. That's and exactly just it. Kind of go. Whoosh. Yes, like that. Yeah, uh, it was it's ugly. ugly. I'm like, oh my god, did the crank hit the wall? He hit hard. I mean, it was ugly, ugly hit. Uh, they were awesome. both all right, uh, but both those cars are pretty bad. I don't and know if they're going to... Just racing deal, too. Yeah, I mean, Clement, nobody got into each other. It yeah. was just, you know, Stafford's kind of weird. If you get in a certain part out mm-hmm. of the groove, so, you're probably going to spin out because it's just a very, hey, very strange... it just gets away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got knocked up into the, out of the groove, and that thing just turned around on me, and I'm like, "Wow, I didn't expect that." Any other racetrack, it wouldn't have turned around, but they got weird grip in some. If you get out of the groove, the grip is really weird. So he got sideways. He tried to c- fix it or correct it or whatever. Clement and uh, Hammond was trying to get by on the bottom. He tried to avoid, got in the brakes. Um, they hooked right front to left front, and. Uh, both got turned straight into the outside wall. Really big hit. Um, just a really vicious hit. I was glad to see them both get out. Um, really nasty. Uh, by the way, that was where we were going to tie in our safety crew thing because Stafford safety crew was right on it. And they had records there. Okay. They had records there. They weren't standing there looking at it like, mm-hmm. wow, what do we do here? We They just went, made sure everybody was in the ambulance. You know, mm-hmm. dragged carcass off the track, got speedy dried down, swept it off, and had the race going again. It was a little bit of a cleanup because there was a lot on the racetrack, but it was still pretty quick. And there was, you know, they took their time for safety's sake, but otherwise um, they weren't looking like they didn't know what they were doing. So, right. moving on to the next first time winner in a division, but this is actually uh, someone who's won a bunch at Stafford. Uh, late models. Zach Robinson picked up his first career win in a late model. Uh, interesting t- uh, statistic that I heard. The top three were all track champions at Stafford last year. Yeah. yeah they, they mentioned that in Victory Lane, yeah. Robinson won the street stock title last year. Check. Andrew Durand finished second. He was the limited late model champion last year. Check. And, it, and uh, Adam Gray finished third. He was the late model champion last year. Triple check. That's a very interesting statistic. Yeah. So I know those I guys. Thought, yeah, and it ahead. went from slowest to fastest champion. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. <laughs> Street stock limited late model, late model. I thought it was uh, cool to see Zach get that win because they've been thrashing hard on that car. They've already put a new motor together. They've had, uh, I think, a front clip on that car this year. They've had some growing pains in the division, and they finally righted the ship. They're in a good direction, and uh, he's got Joe Brockett helping him out, so he's he's doing good. Yeah, they have a steep learning curve. Yeah, they do. With with going from the street stocks to the late models, it's two very different race cars. And uh, there's going to obviously be a lot of struggle early on to midpoint. If he didn't win a race this year, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have been surprised because it's so very hard. Yeah. To to do that to make that kind of jump. But the fact that the car actually, you could see the progression get better every week, get better every week. Zach is a driver getting better every week, better every week. And, and finally, they get it up and over the hill. And to do it all within one year is quite an accomplishment. 
Yeah, because between driver and team. I mean, I'll be fair. I didn't expect him to have that big of growing pains, but it happens. And I didn't. Yeah. I didn't expect anything less. I just said, you know, they could probably transition pretty good, but it just did not work out that way. And sometimes it just doesn't. Um, but yeah, they did progress pretty well. They've looked very good, or a lot better at least, the last few weeks. It's a tough division. I it, mean, it's for not God's like sakes. Uh, Tommy Tommy Fern didn't win it all last year. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, and he's and like he's the winningest good. late model guy he's there. Real good, super good. Um, and these aren't like ACT late models. They're not coilover cars. They're not lightweight. They don't have you know very. They're much different cars. They don't. They have much different geometry. Much different weight distribution. Uh, bigger engines. I mean, they're they're much different animal. So yeah, it is a very steep learning curve, and Jesse would know because he went from a street stock to one of these types of late models in '05, and we piddled around with that someone else's car. So at least we didn't. I have didn't have a full year. Play. I had a third of a year. Yeah, but it's it's definitely a tough learning curve. Yeah, it stinks. I got into it's, one in the venue. It's and, a tough and learning curve. I've I only raced one Fun. once, and I ended up in the turn two wall at Thompson. So <laughs> that hurt. It did hurt. Uh, okay, so. Good for those guys. It's good to see a first-time winner anytime. So, yep. All right. So SK Lights had a great finish. I think it was almost three wide at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Anglace won. There were a lot of contenders involved in a late race rack, like uh, Sullivan, Bassett, multiple Chapman brothers, etc. Uh, the fifty-six it, car, Mr. Debus. He did finish second, though. Yeah. So he was a definitely a contender. Yeah. Um, it came down to I forget who the third car was. I think it was one of the Chapman brothers. Um, there's like three or five or I don't it was know. A, there's like it a was small like a Barry army of car. Them. It was a Barry. Oh, it was Tyler Barry. You're right. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, it was That's Barry. who it was. Right. Tyler was fit, uh, qu- pretty quick all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came down to Anglace took the outside around two cars, and uh, Debus almost came back on him on the bottom and coming work coming to the line. Debus got about halfway up him, but. Anglis managed to to fend them off at the end. It was a really good race. It was fun to watch. All right, SK's uh, ended up almost the same way, but Todd Owen picked up that win. He started around 11th or 12th. Yeah, he started mid-pack which is, at best. You know, back with Mike Christopher and all the other hot guns. Mm. And Rocco and Copsick got involved in an early, early wreck after uh, Narducci got into the left rear of Paul or no David Arut in uh, turn one. So we had contenders get taken out pretty early. Well, Copsick got taken out yeah. later. And then he got taken out later. Yeah. Or it was I don't remember how early or late it was. We, it was we don't really know what happened there because that that wreck is uh well, Tyrell Hines was pretty upset with him and you know, I can't really Yeah, I forgot he got involved in that too. That's right. He was the leader. Right. And I can't really blame him, but I just don't know if the person behind him, which was Todd Owen. I don't know if there was a little bump coming off the corner. Nothing malicious or anything, but I don't know if that sent him, if there was a bump there and if it sent him into Tyler Hines. Mm. I just don't see, yeah, it's just so weird because I just don't see um, Stephen Cops just running Tyler Hines up out of room. Yeah. It's out of character, to say the least. So, anyway. Weird. So, yeah, Todd Owen picked up that win, and I think he tied. I forget. Oh, damn it. I forget what his name was. Um, yep, just slipped my mind. Oh, well, that's normal for us, so whatever. Tied somebody for most, or uh, second, or however many wins. It was like 15 wins or something like that. Anyway, 
Let's go on to the Open 80 race, which was at the end of the night. No, it wasn't. Well, we, don't we have street stocks in between? Oh, wait, no. I forgot the street stock. Yeah, I forgot the street stock. Uh, try How can you forget the street stock? Oh, I forgot the... I was, well, them? here's the thing. I did the notes the day after. So I was basically... What about the SK lights? Did well, we here's, talk about them? I did, we yeah. Nick did. Anglis did. I forgot the street... <laughs> yeah, I forgot the street stock notes because I was uh, watching Phil's race and watching the Stafford race at the same time on my laptop. And I was trying to take notes for both. I hate you because I'm <laughs> jealous of your internet. And yeah, well, it's not it's not perfect, but it still works enough for me. Uh, so yeah, I completely missed the street I guess stock he's race. Still on dial up. Uh, Essentially, yeah. yes. You're, you're not wrong. You're not far off. It's, uh, um, ugh, I was. Living. Yeah, I forgot. It was uh, Travis Hydar picked up that win. I don't know. He had to battle. Well, at least hold. At least get stay ahead of. I should say. Um, Frank to three. That's how you do it. You you stay ahead of the guy in second. And uh, yeah, uh, well he could, he had to make sure he didn't catch him. Is essentially <laughs> what I was trying to say. He's like, oh crap, I got to go. Yeah, man, Chris Meyer, I think. And yeah, third. Th- yeah, Chris finished third. Yeah, yeah, boy, that's a driver that really needed a win because he was so strong in previous seasons, and he's been very struggling a lot this year. Yeah, they've and been struggling mightily. Real bad stuff happened to him. He just. Got caught really up. tough. He got caught up in some wrecks and had some some issues. Take him out of races and dump yeah. just think just That's, racing. That things is a and, guy that if you said that you know he had zero wins at this point of the year, I'd have been shocked. Yeah, but street stock division is still awesome. I oh, st- I don't care if anybody wants to get into racing, go to Stafford, run a street stock. It's just way too much fun. Yeah, I still think they need a seven ninety tire, but Hoosier would be lucky to have any tires at this point in the year. So. <laughs> What don't the late models run a seven ninety? No, they don't. Uh, limited limited late models run like an eight eighty, and I forget what the late models run. So it's like a, I think they're all different. So I think they run a seven hundred still in the street yeah, stocks. I, yeah, I think street stocks and limited late models run seven hundreds. I think this no, I think the limiteds run an eight eighty now. Are they? Yeah, I okay. looked up the rules and they said eight eighty or something. So I'm like, oh, whatever. I think it's a harder tire or something. But anyway, we're kind of off track here, but. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for uh, the old Stafford. Nobody notes. runs my 800 tires, by the way. Yeah, which they made us buy for which one race. Which made me buy use. for one race and not have and be useless. Yeah, which was a freaking waste of money, which luckily we didn't. Well, got to look for races out in <laughs> Michigan. Yeah, right. Uh, let's see. Lame. I should mention that Johnny Clark won the Bay State Classic at Seekonk on Wednesday, winning ten grand for that past series win, uh, which was cool. I like to see the old guy get the win. Um, and he gives me hope for the future. So <laughs> I believe it was he's... nice to see the groove widen out there too. Yeah, a little There's bit. Some good racing. Yeah, I didn't mention any of the other races because I'm just like, eh. <laughs> Darling probably won. And no, no, the old guy winning. Oh no, go. that was that was just a Wednesday night. Yeah, show. that was, was a Wednesday. Sh- I think they they had like pass mods for the first time ever, and I'm like, I have no idea who any of these guys are. I've I have been no summoned. freaking idea. All right, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, and then they had, like, something else, and I have no idea what it was. Uh, sorry, Seekonk, I love you, but I just I couldn't watch the race, so I just couldn't write notes. <laughs> well, I wasn't paying $30 for it on Speed 51 for three features. Yeah, I wasn't either. That's that's That, that was the real kicker. So, anyway, we were, we were left off the Open 80 segment there. I forgot about that one, but uh, it was largely forgettable anyway. Uh, so why don't we just... 
touch that real quick. Uh, Stafford open 80. Chase Dowling won. Ryan Priest led about half the race, and but after pit stops, he really lost the handle and really started the backslide, and Dowling just ran away with it, which was kind of boring. So moving on. All right, so I should go to at least the Waterford results because we got something we could talk about afterwards, but, um, yeah, that's going to come up later. Again, uh, Waterford guys, you're kind of making me bored on social media. I'm, I'm looking for drama and I'm looking for storylines, but all I see is just results, and that's kind of boring to me. So can you help me out a little bit? Late models. Ray Christian. You need th- Sean Monahan running that place again. <laughs> with um mike on the old twitter yes and uh facebook yes. handles yeah that was perfect back then yeah i knew exactly what was going on i knew storylines i mean i couldn't i never complained about it i actually i actually raced there when he ran the place anyway um it was only a couple times but i did i was focused on thompson anyway uh late models ray christian the third found his way back to victory lane yay he, he had a bad um Bad week last week. I think the way they ran two features, he got spun out a bunch, and he just didn't have a good time last week. So good for him. They got the car back righted. I think that's his fourth win of the year. Yep. Um, I'll mention the Legends. Jordan Churchill won, but they still only had six cars, so I don't really care. They shouldn't run on Saturdays. They should probably just run on Wednesdays. If they don't have an INEX sanctioning, what's the point? They should just run INEX sanction. I know. It's weird. All right, so mini stocks I heard was largely uneventful, but the battle for the lead was pretty good between Chris Garside and Jared Roy. Jared Roy won. I think that's his third win of the year. This guy kind of came out of nowhere. I don't even know really who he is, but he's still yeah. winning. Oh, I knew who he was. He was from Thompson. He ran really well at the Thompson. Is he Glenn's kid? Yeah. Oh, okay. He runs that... really well at Thompson. Well, now I know him then. And now he runs the bull full time. Okay, well, that makes sense to me now. All right, yep. so I do know him. Anyway. Yep. All right, so yeah, Glenn Roy picked or Jared Roy picked up the win. Glenn's his dad. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, yeah. G Roy and J Roy. Right. Um, <laughs> open street stock race. I think Chris Buffon won. Uh, I could. I, I had to get confirmation like the day from after. Hampshire? I think so. I think he runs Manadnock. Mm, it's yeah. a two car. Yeah. Um, not a big field, but mm, it was like yeah, eleven think- or twelve cars, but half of them were speed bowl guys and. I kind think Buffone is related to uh, Tommy O'Sullivan. I think he is too, yeah. I think it's somewhere along the line he is. Yeah. Um, so I'll move on to SK Lights. Again, I didn't. it's weird for me to re- report results without any sort of fun stuff to talk about because I can't watch it and no one posts any fun stuff on the, in- uh, <laughs> on the yeah, internet. I so. can't go every week. I just It sucks. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could go every week because I drive past there on Saturdays coming home from work and I could just stop in and watch the races. But I got a life. you know. <laughs> I got a life to lead. I got family. I got other things to take care of. I can't go every week. And I wish I could. Uh, so one of the Chapman brothers won. There's Like I said, there's at least an army of these kids. There's the 44 um, Chapman. Jason Chapman won okay. that race. I have his name written down. I had to, like, one of the kids who's not dried off from the doctor yet after he was born There's won like that race. like 38 of them. There's, like, a whole army of them. There's, I swear, they, they breed them. So, so the Irish twins. Right. Awesome. Um, okay, so, uh, Speedball Trucks. Randy Burr won. Uh, no word on if Jim Boyle somehow won after Tech. So, I figured I'd put that out there. <laughs> Well, it's not martial law, so you know it's yeah, okay. There's no martial law. We're good. No, I think Randy got to keep that one, so it's yeah. okay. Uh, Jim Boyle foiled. But it is a funny joke. I do agree. I'm gonna keep. T- I'm just gonna keep that joke up all year. Uh, I'm fine with that. That's good. That's fine. Um, so yeah, I didn't see anything happen afterwards. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's it's so funny, and it's always Jim Boyle. That's the that's the beneficiary. 
It always is. You know, which is funny. Which is just, just a unique coincidence. That's how it works out. It's funny. It's, it's really yeah. cool. Late, uh, late in the night, the SKs ran. Uh, yes, the SKs actually ran. Um, well, they have to switch. Oh, they had tires? They have tires every other week. You're I think, asking the wrong they? guy. <laughs> Supposed to have tires every other week, I think, is mm. the way that the that the inventory is. I still think that Stabbered. I still think that they should run a, a, a American Racer uh, equivalent because you can have their small batch and 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 uh, tire Hoosier's, wars. Hoosier small batch and American Racer small batch, and you'd still have racing going on. I think they have worse tire problems though, because they're having more shortage issues than Hoosier because they're a smaller company. So, no, they're not. They're owned by Goodyear, American Racer. Yeah, seriously, they're owned by Goodyear. Okay, dude. so they shouldn't have any they sort of problems. What's problem. their problem? What are they waiting for? I mean, Hoosier's owned by Continental, so yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, so Timmy Jordan went back to back on his wins. Again, I have no fun stuff to talk about because nobody gives me any sort of fun he beat the quote-unquote stafford guy so he beat uh let Mike me get let me uh, i was gonna there say let go. me guess nope i'm faster than you are that's okay i was gonna <laughs> that's okay i was gonna guess him anyway so boom anyway all right so we gotta talk oh seaconk had some other thrill show or something which puts butts in the seats and i guess that's okay so whatever no big deal bring your it's kids not okay out. at thompson that's not okay at Thompson, even though they would pay the damn like bills for the entire year on one book. Oh yeah, whatever. That, that used to be awesome. Uh, we can't rip up the asphalt. Ooh. Oh, we can't hold races because the asphalt's bad. No, which one is it? Come on. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> I mean, that was Bullshit. a cash cow. Oh my god, it made so much money. Mm. So much money. Anyway, so I got to mention this, and I usually don't talk about the ARCA series because I don't care. I could watch a super late model race with three times the car count and have a better show. I'd rather watch women's basketball than watch ARCA. I'd rather watch women's <laughs> soccer than ARCA. <laughs> God. <laughs> God. It's not, a fem- Actually, it's not a female thing. It's just, just not that interesting. No one Because they cares. can't dunk. Uh, anyway. Um, Ugh. <laughs> I'd rather watch neither, to be quite honest. And they were at a great track, too. And I, I wish I'd, you know, I wish they the had Winchester's like 30. Winchester's wonderful. If they had 30 cars... I would have been tuning in, but they had like twelve. Who gives a damn? Yeah. One of them's Ty Gibbs. Double don't care. What's uh, the point of Arca anymore? Uh, NASCAR that's a, won't that's let That's a go. fantastic question. Because uh, what what do you think Arca was back in the? Oh, oops, I got to start my video back up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Arca. That's a great question that you did because Arca used to be a division that had hand me down uh, cup stuff. Yep. Down to like guys that were racing in the late mile sportsman type level to kind of bridge a gap a little bit and and do that. But they, remember when they used to run not allowed. Remember when they used to run cup cars and bush cars and just mash them all together? They had six cylinders and eight cylinders like the old Bush series. Yeah. It was cool. You see, now but the Arca series from from then it used to be wide open. Hell, you could even run an Say a cup affiliated team had a problem in practice, they could bring up the Arca car even and yeah, actually go win a race. That happened once. I think one of Davy Allison's old cars ended up doing that. But the Arca series from then, from now, from then, it used to be more of a Wild Wild West kind of deal, where it was kind of a you know a cup cup level uh, open parameters. 
But now they have to run uh, almost like a crate motor. It's a spec engine, and this thing costs... It's the same thing as the Tor or Mod Tor and Truck Series engines, I think. We're talking $25,000 engine. You know okay. what's funny is I used to look These online... Engines, the, the, what they uh, used to do is they used to take a cup engine... And these cup engines could be bought and and refreshed for less than half that. Yeah. Yeah. I used to look online at Roush Yates performance parts Mm -hmm. just to see what they had hanging around. You could buy like a full fledged used cup engine for like fifteen to eighteen grand. Used to. And now they have uh, they have these composite bodies which hold up really well. Yeah. That's great. But it's also very expensive to mount. Very expensive to get to the template right. So hanging your own body always cheapens the cost. That's tough. My my opinion on it is just get rid of the Arca series and let the super late models transition you up to the truck series. It's not like it. It's not like it doesn't already. Point number three. Point number three. These guys live week to week. Okay. What they used to do is they used to run at the races and get paid right at the pay window. Ever since NASCAR took over from ARCA, now they have to like they have to like wait for the pay to to bounce to. Uh, I don't know if it the, bounces like the like to check the cash or you have to ha- like direct you wait deposit. for it to come in the mail or something. You have to direct deposit to check or whatever. And for half of these mom and pa teams. They can't even get. They can't get home with that. For Bill Venturini, yeah, that's fine. But a lot of the mom and pop teams that used to survive basically to get home with the money at the races at the end of the night, and that don't work anymore. And a lot well, of guys we, really don't travel anymore. Like we remember, can't because you can, you don't get paid at the end of the night. Remember a couple of years ago they scheduled an Arca race or Canaan East race or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the same damn thing now. At Thompson, and they canceled it because nobody wanted to come. Yeah, no one cares because yeah, because of many many of those factors I've already talked about. Yeah, anyway. My buddy JJ Pack, he has basically just shut down his arc operation. Granted, he only ran a couple of races a year, but it, it's just priced him out of the sport. Was what they're doing now? It's another yeah. cookie cutter series. And yep. tell me that no one cares. Tell me that racing a 600 horsepower super late model doesn't get you at least prepared for a truck. You don't need to be in an ARCA car. You the really super don't. late models are what ARCA used to be. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need ARCA anymore. It's a waste of time and money. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they ran at Winchester. And uh, at the end there, Ty Gibbs just flat dumped Corey Heim for the win with three laps to go. Just took out his only competition, put the bumper to him, spun him out in turn two, and uh, went on to win. And, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of this kid at all. Yeah, that's not putting any of those spoiled rich kid uh, rumors kind of, you know, the image, I should say. It's not the Here, first time he's done it either. Here's the thing with this you kid, know? though. The kid can drive a freaking car. Well, he better drive he a race car because he's... He doesn't need to do it the way he does it. He better, be, he better drive a race car. He said acting lessons, dancing lessons. We've been over this. You know, driving lessons since he, he was, was a tadpole. Literally a fetus, so, they gave him a steering wheel. You better know how to use one he, by now. I mean, you know? You've you only know been that, built and bred for it. better be good. Spend that also wasn't the them. first intentional dump of the race. No, it wasn't. And he's making no. this a habit, 
And um, a lot of people are saying he better reaffirm his belief in Jesus because he's going <laughs> to he meet, him, meet soon. him soon. <laughs> and he better not be a pacifist like a lot of these extra um, religious types are because he's going to need to put the Dukes up pretty damn soon. No, he will already... because he'll have an army of guys around him protecting him. Uh, well, Just like every other spoiled rich douchebag. Well, here's how, we, Joe. Here's how yeah. we used to handle people like this back in the day. You ready? Every single time he touches the racetrack, you wreck him. Every time. Every single time, you'll bankrupt them eventually. Well, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Well, he'll learn a damn lesson, won't he? Every single Maybe. time, somebody else gets him. If you get near him, get rid of him. You get rid of him, this guy gets rid of him. Okay, next race, this person gets rid of him. That's how they used to deal with it. Get out of here. Well, they used to go to, the, they used to park the race cars that, that were wrecked and they used to park them right at the other guy's house and wait for him to come home. That too. <laughs> Wish you could do that now. So anyway, I, I'm all done talking about this kid because he doesn't deserve any of my breath anymore. All right, so Patrick Emerling won the NASCAR Whale and Modified Tour race event at Lancaster. Narrowly, this is a great finish if anybody can Hell watch yeah, that it. that was a good finish. Narrowly beating Justin Bonsignor to the line. Um... Justin I, was nice to him. He could have dumped him right there that with two to go. Yeah, but that was just hard racing at that point. He, they were just nerfing each other. Um, I well, tried, good for Justin for not doing it. He too, doesn't need to. You know, no. that's... Uh, he doesn't need to. Yeah, that that's going to move him a lot more, more you know, going to prove out to be like a more positive image for him. And, I mean, look at it from Patrick Emerling's eyes. You're in your home state, probably home track for him because he's upstate New York. Justin's a Long Island guy. Uh, So, obviously, he wants to win. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, Patrick got a win this year at the Mm -hmm. Sizzler, I want to say, but it was range-shortened, wasn't it? Yeah. So, it's like, well, the guy wants to win one honest here, and he's going to do whatever it takes to do it, but he didn't wreck anybody. Nobody got wrecked. Nobody got spun out. A little nerf here, a little bump there. No no harm, no foul. Everybody came home at the end of the night. Load your shit up and go home and be okay with it. Yeah, he was just protecting his position. I I would do the same thing, so would you. So. He didn't fence him or nothing. It was okay. But yeah. I looked for this race on the NBC Sports Gold Track Pass, which I pay for, and I couldn't find it. Oh, for God's sakes. I couldn't find it. I could find the Arca race. I could find some other crap race out somewhere else I don't care about. I could not find the the uh, mod tour race though. How am I I'm supposed like, to watch the NASCAR races on the paywall if this thing you can't if they can't even get this to work? So a lot of people had my problem as well, but Sean Corshane came out and said that he was really mad about the uh, scoring issues because there was like no live timing for the fans. Again, I couldn't find it on Track Pass. There's no live timing for the fans. Doug Kobe got put an extra lap down due to a shifter issue. I mean, there was just all sorts of a debacle going on about this race. Like, what's happening here? Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, this isn't the first time either. No, it's not. It's like the Area 51 of racing up there. And Corshane, yeah, right. you know, Corshane the Bermuda said, Triangle. I'll mention it. Corshane said <laughs> yeah. that when Jason, what was it, Jason Christley was the uh, PR and other director for the tour a little while ago, wasn't he? And he said that if these issues arose, Jason would try to fix them. And now they don't have that. They're not doing it. So it's like, oh, okay. NASCAR so, doesn't care about the tour. NASCAR doesn't care about anything but the Cup Series. I mean, they they pretend to, but it, it's it's blindingly obvious that they pretend to, but still don't. They care so much about the bottom line that it hurts their bottom line. Correct. <laughs> That's like a Phil Rizzuto saying, I think. 
I, I might be. I don't even know. So anyway, but nickel I, ain't worth a dime no more. Yada yada yada. Of course. All right. Does anybody else have anything else they would like to bring up? Because now would be the time. Where's uh, NASCAR? Where are they? They're on Olympic break. Because why the, are they Tokyo, still on an Olympic break? The network told them to go on break, and I did. And this the, is why they should be behind a paywall. I did the money logo. If whoever is not watching on YouTube, yeah. So the um, hand gesture of money. Sorry, that's what I mean. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on Benadryl here. So meanwhile, NASCAR is on break, but they spend their time a airing fluff pieces, not actual. Well, they're not really sports, but it's games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more fluff pieces about athletes you don't really care about. And B, they, the things that they do uh, actually air are fat men riding horses and making them dance around in the hot sun. <laughs> you know what I'm happy about? You ever see that stuff? Oh, uh, the equestrian events? Oh, yeah, some of those are like, you're airing this How now. How is this an Olympic sport? You're airing this now. Yeah. A bunch of fat, rich white men. In overcoats and night. Oh, those athletes right there, they're really enduring hot calling, conditions. That's like calling whatnot. a bowler an athlete. Really hot conditions <laughs> right there. What about the damn horse, man? The horse is doing all the damn work. I feel more sorry about the horse carrying his fat ass around. That's so stupid. How is this an Olympic event? Go back to Her- racing. No one's Hooray watching this garbage. people that are only going to be athletes for part of their life and then have no plan for their future. And usually only do it once, maybe twice. Yeah. Yeah, no it. one's watching this stuff. We'll go only... back to racing. I put your hand in the air, Chief. Do you want to watch the game, Chief? I want to watch the race. Me too. By the way, put the um, race back on. Stinks. You know there is one type of racing that is going on during the Olympic break. Not only short track racing, but the Formula One race was today. The Hungarian Grand Prix. Oh shoot! Hold on. And it was an absolute show i mean it was lately they've been really kind of interesting because they've had weird debacles happen where people get wrecked or have you know flat tires or whatever but at the beginning big wreck like six cars i think valtteri botas charles leclerc lance stroll uh sergio perez lando norris they all got taken out in a first corner crash it was a why do i care it was a wet restart they were on intermediates um the field came to pit road. Oh, just an absolute wreck fest. It was just ridiculous to watch. I think uh, Botas hit both of the Red Bull cars. It, it almost looked intentional. <laughs> it was just nuts. Um, everybody, on the restart, when they finally got the track cleared, everybody came down pit road except Lewis Hamilton because he goofed and they had a standing start with just him on the grid, which looked really kind of funny. Um, he had to come and pit the next lap because he'd goofed leaving him the last of the running cars. He battled back and had two pit stops during the race instead of just one. Worked his way back onto the podium for third. Sebastian Vettel and Esteban Ocon cleared the lap one melee. Ocon took control of the race after the restart. Fought off a bunch of challenges from Vettel. Jesse has checked out and probably destroyed my good GoPro that still worked, just not as a... Oh, the boy's in here. Oh, there's a Jesse gave me his stuff. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, Max Verstappen had some uh, damage in that wreck and uh, suffered and salvaged the tenth place finish just inside the points. But Hamilton retook the championship lead by two points. I love F1 because it is kind of interesting. Anyway, I hope Jesse it's didn't been completely shatter lately, my that's uh, for sure. 
my camera because it still did work as a GoPro. Anyway. No, it's fine. Okay, so uh, you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. Jesse is, might have come back to life. I don't know. Anyway, um, you can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast, YouTube.com slash Sid's View if you want to see our, um, I would say, smiling faces, but we're not all the time. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Oh, you can send us an email, by the way, if you want to get in touch with the show. You can send us DM on Instagram or whatever. You can do all that or if you'd like. Or to tell us we suck. Or to tell us we suck, too. That's fine, too. Uh, or you could send us an email to makinglapspodcast at gmail.com. Send anything. I don't care. Send your favorite color. Send uh, what you ate for dinner. I don't care. Send anything. Uh, anyway, so you could find me on Instagram and Twitter at BrentGleason01. Again, don't find me on Facebook. I just don't i don't friend people so oop, camera's freaking out over there anyway so phil where can people find you at uh you can find me at at t-j-a-c-q-u-e-s racing on facebook instagram and twitter all right uh and you can find did i mention the youtube channel already i must have already huh yes earlier in the show oh yes that's right and then i mentioned it at the end see i'm on benadryl man i'm just like really out of it right now Ah, Producer Junior has entered the studio because we are getting ready to wrap it up. So, Uncle Jesse. You can find Jesse at... Oh, jeez. You can find Jesse at gab.com slash no words and facebook.com at instrumental? Wow. Isn't this Chariots of Fire? Get to the good part. There we go. Only the Brit, only the British could make a movie about running. Seriously, I mean, look, look at what they did with Dunkirk. They made a movie about them running away. <laughs> look how, look how brave we are, retreating. Like, no. And then they make this movie like years ago about them running for God's sake. Anyway, yeah, running. So, Raji, how do we end this show? Keep the dirty side down. Okay, so keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, it is an Olympic. Oh, get him away from that thing. Yeah, it is an Olympic.